By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Hey, Shelly. Brad, how are you? I forgot to do something. Talk for 20 seconds. Talk for 20 seconds here, would you please? Okay, you want me to talk for 20 seconds? What do you think I could do? Hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm really proud of my husband, David. He is actually, he had his leg amputated last October. And um, he finally got his bionic leg. And he is now uh, in physical and occupational therapy. And he has started to walk with a cane. With both, um, you know, with his prosthetic leg and his regular leg. <laughs> and um, he's doing he's doing real good. He's, I'm very proud of him. He's working hard. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your comments there. Uh, I had to go in the studio and do something in the other room. And uh, good to hear that your husband's doing very well. He, he is. He's exhausted because he's going, he's actually going Monday through Friday. 10:30 a.m. to 4. He's got PT and OT in the morning and PT and OT in the afternoon. Wow. He's working hard. Wow. And he's there yes. is is he going to a hospital or what? No, he's going to the SSM Day Institute. The Day Institute. Yes, it's a um it's over by Fazoli's you get, and You get a degree from there? Please? You get a degree from there? Like you come out with like No, no, no degrees? Well, I don't know how it's the, they, it's a, it sounds how like they some, celebrate when somebody gets out of well, PT it and so, OT. <laughs> it sounds like someplace you go to school, the Day Institute. It's the so-and-so well, Day it, Institute. It is kind of a school because it's specifically for people who need to have occupational and physical therapy. They go there instead of having them come to their house. They get to interact with other people. I mean, it's a really, it's a really good shtick. It really is. Interact with other people? People yes. do that anymore. They don't just stay home and. and... <laughs> no, they actually. <laughs> wow. You know, everything has a subculture. Yeah. And, you know, I I I think that this is one of them as well. So. So I'm glad to hear he's making progress. Yeah, I am too. And he's every time I say I'm so proud of you, he says I'm trying, honey. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know as well as I do, there are some people that get in that situation and they just give up. Yes. He is not that person. Right. And that's good to know because unfortunately I've seen that. Plus I won't let him give up. Well, I've seen that in my life. People I know both, you know, personally and family wise. uh, My one grandmother was like that. I mean, you know, to the point where she was, and you know, quite honestly, she was a, a severe diabetic and near the end, she just, eh, I just eat candy all day long. That's what she did, you know? And, And she just ultimately, Quite honestly, she killed herself, and it was sort of sad to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, both. Um, I have a half brother and a half sister. Well, I did, and another half brother. Well, okay, um, and, and, and let, I did. Let's let's talk about that for a minute because of the fact that you called me. Actually, you texted me yesterday, and your half brother unfortunately passed away yesterday. He did. I I was there. I've been really. It's a gift to be able to be there. With someone uh, when they take their last breath. It's a gift. Why is that a gift? I'm sorry? I think that's sad. I don't look at that as a gift. But you get to... It's 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 hard to explain, but it really is a gift. Yeah. I don't... And um, I've been fortunate to have been honored to be with my father, my mother, my um, David's mom... Let's see who else. Everybody that I love that's gone, my uncle Art, I've always been there. I've been fortunate enough to be there when they take their last breath. It's a gift. I was there for my father's last breath, and I would call it anything but a gift. But you and I will agree to disagree on that, right? Yes, we will. Okay. But I make sure that they're not in pain and that they die with respect. Well, you know. Meaning they're in, like, I made sure that. Randy, my half brother, was in um, a private room. So they moved him over there. I said because it's not fair for my brother, and it's not fair for the gentleman that's in the room 
to have him live through the entire process. Well, now, 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 once again, you contacted me yesterday and we I talked did. about this and I said, you sure you want to go in the air tomorrow? Now, and you said, fine. Now, here's the interesting thing. And What's I don't, that? well, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but you and I talked about this. Too your, late, Brad. <laughs> your brother was Jewish. My, yes, my, my, my half siblings were Jewish because their mother was Jewish. Right, and in I the, am not Jewish. I call myself Jewish light because my mother was a Gentile. Okay, so not to go too far in the weeds with this, but in the Jewish faith, they typically bury them or cremate them within 24 hours of death. Correct? Yes, yes, they do. Right, and then you don't have a funeral like you have in the Christian faith, where you have a celebration of life, which comes typically what, like a week later or something like that. It is. Well, I don't really know the answer to that question because I'm, um, I, I don't really know the Jewish faith that well. Well, but I don't think there's any any time period on that. I mean, I know there's a time period on the fact. Well, that, it's called sitting shiva, but um. Right, but I know that in the Jewish faith, you're either buried or cremated within 24 hours of death. Yes, and he will be cremated. Right, and and and. And then there is a celebration of life afterwards. But I don't think there's a time frame on that. I think it could be a week, two weeks, a month later or something like that. I may be wrong. I don't know. All I know is... It's kind of specific, but it and it is called sitting shiva. You, you cover the... It, it's a beautiful thing. Well, it's not, it's not immediately after the death. I mean, it's not... Um, it's, sometimes it is. Well, but... Okay, I'm getting myself in trouble. But I've had Jewish friends of mine who have passed away and... I remember one of them, I think it was like 10 days after he died. So, you know, I may be wrong in that. I'll go back and check my memory well, I, banks. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know about that because I've never, I've been in a synagogue, but that was with Girl Scouts. And that happened to be in my neighborhood, my little neighborhood. Believe it or not, fun. I've spent a fair amount of time in synagogues because a good friend of mine was Jewish and I got invited to a lot of things and, uh, it was interesting. I mean, I. It is interesting, isn't it? I find. It's almost beautiful. Well, I find so many religions fascinating on so many levels. You know, and I, I'm yes, one of these. I do. And I've told the story before about my. My mom was a hippie before hippies were hippies, uh, <laughs> where when people ask me what religion I am, I say, I don't know. Because they go, well, how do you know? How do you not know? What were you raised? And my mom took us to all sorts of different churches and religions. I was, went to different churches as well with um, neighborhood neighbor people. Right. That was sort of the deal. And you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. I did as well too with some neighbors as well too. Yeah. So my mom took me to different churches. My mom took my my sister and I, not my brother, uh, but because we left him at home. Uh, and uh, <laughs> actually, why he wasn't born yet? So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a big gap between okay. between He's me the and one. yeah. There's a big gap between my brother and I, and so anyway, um, we were we went to lots of different churches. You know, I remember, matter of fact, uh, Lutheran, Catholic, uh, all sorts of crazy different churches. Uh, not, I mean, I didn't mean crazy, but you know, I mean, it was to the point where. And then, in through my adult life, I have gone to uh, church with people. Matter of fact, I will tell you one moving experience that I had years and years and years ago. I went to, God, this is probably back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. And don't even ask me how I ended up there. But I ended up at the Christmas Eve service at the church there on Grand Avenue, which is part of St. Louis University. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? It's a real fancy schmancy church. It's it's like a couple blocks down. It's on the same side of Grand from the Fox and it's a couple blocks down from the Fox Cathedral Basilica. No, no, it's it's the church that's part of St. Louis University. It's like the official church of St. Louis University. I'm and, not familiar with that. How'd you end up there? Uh, believe it or not, I was invited. And it was one of these things where it's like, it's like, well, I'm not Catholic, and they're essentially the people invited me. You don't me have to be Catholic. Say, say, come on, you'll enjoy it, and I did, and it was interesting. Because it started like, I don't know, I think it started like, I can't remember, does it start at midnight or something like that, or before midnight? It and, does. And there was music, and it was a very, very you know, moving experience. It was it was nice. You know, you know, one of my favorites was when we were in Springfield, Tiffany and I, I was going to school up there, and they had, it was a Baptist church, and they had a living Christmas tree, and they had tall ceilings, and then they had built this... I don't know, multi-level Christmas tree. 
with people and people would stand in there and then the lights would go and in, in, cor- in correlation with the music. It was, whoa, 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 whoa. So there were people that were like standing on these so many feet off the ground. Yes. They went all the way up. So they were staggered like a Christmas tree. Okay. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> OSHA violation. <laughs> well, right thanks for taking that away well and and did they have shelly did they have fall protection (laughs) i don't know what they had underneath their robes i don't think they did see but it was beautiful it really well this was also back in the 90s early 90s yeah so i don't think osha was that well (laughs) osha is not the ocean it is now put it that way shelly Shelly, we, we, we kid about this sometimes, but this is true. Shelly is, at least you used to be, I guess your certification has expired, but at one point in time, Shelly was a certified tower climber, as in radio tower, correct? Correct. <laughs> yes. So, and what's interesting is, matter of fact, we talked about this a couple months ago, that I had the list of the top 10 OSHA violations, and the number one OSHA violation for years is always... Fall protection. So in other words, the idea being is Yeah, that's what we that's what we uh, Right. And it's not we're, we're practicing. And it's not necessarily falling off towers, it's falling off roofs, falling off, you know, falling off high places, falling off ladders, you know. Yeah. And and technically I believe that regulation is anytime you're six feet above ground, you're supposed to have fall protection. You're supposed to have like a harness uh with a lanyard tied off to something. And the the ridiculous part of that is that if you're six feet off the ground, let's say you're right at six feet off the ground and you fall, the lanyard's probably not going to do much good for you because of the fact you're probably going to hit the ground before the lanyard fully extends. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's to the point where now if you're 10 feet above the ground, you know, obviously, then that's going to help you. If you're 20 feet, obviously, it's probably going to save your life. 20 feet or more, you know, you save your life or save a serious injury. But it's just one of those things that, when, you know, once again, because of the fact that I have been in this industry for a long time, and not only that, there are certain things that I have to know because I'm the 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 quote unquote general manager of the radio station. You're the everything well, of the radio station. But there's there. It's funny. I drive by job sites all the time, and I look out the window. I go OSHA violation, OSHA violation, OSHA violation. I do too. You know what I mean? It's to the point where you see some of the. Now the other thing is this is why you see, and this is sort of interesting. This is why you see so many man lifts on construction jobs. Did you know this this story? Uh-uh. Because this is why you don't see, you rarely see a ladder anymore at a construction site. Matter of fact, there's a place near me where they're doing, they're building a new building, and you, you just don't see ladders anymore. They just don't exist because everybody, all the guys who are doing work are in a man lift, you know, like what do you want to call it, cherry pick or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, a person yeah. lift, because of the fact that it has been proven that that is much safer than someone climbing a ladder or being on and scaffolding is another one that's one of the OSHA violations that there's like always there's always tons of men and women construction workers and maintenance people and things like that who are in, injured falling off scaffolding stuff so you put them in a man so lift why is it called a man lift and not a person lift here we go again. <laughs> just asking asking well, for a friend that's like that's like a manhole you know but see there are people well, well remember remember <laughs> the, the, an ankle buster tired the, the, the signs the signs like on the highway you know like men working ahead you know they they've changed those the new ones say persons oh yeah i've seen them, some of the new ones persons working ahead you know did no they did i swear i've seen them I swear I've seen them. Yeah, well, I'm from Missouri. Show me. Well, you've got it. You know, you just can't. You just can't. You say, take pictures of everything, and you can't top a picture of that. I got it somewhere. I've got it somewhere in my in my in my phone. I've you know I've got I, you know I look at this. Did. I look at this on my phone. On on matter of fact, um, on my one camera, because when I've downloaded all the stuff on my one camera, I think I've got well over eighty thousand pictures on my one camera. And that's and that's not even a camera I use anymore. Eighty thousand. Yeah. No, 80, I I actually with this SD card I had over thirteen thousand. Well, you know, I mean, the amazing thing about that is back in the day, you you know, you had a roll of film that had twenty or thirty six exposures on it, and yep. <laughs> you were very judicious with shooting those pictures because you a you paid for that film, b you had to pay for the developing, and b and c you had to pay for each of the prints. Now you just yep. Picture, 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 because it doesn't cost you anything. Picture, 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 you know, picture. it just, just, just snap, 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 snap. Okay. Uh, by the way, an audible here. Um, 
I'm going to duck out a little bit early this morning. So we'll probably only do, uh, normally we do six breaks. We'll probably only do five. Okay. Is that cool with you? Our, Whatever our, you say. Or maybe even four. So so I'm not sure. Because can I, can I tell you something? You sure can. I tell you, I'll pick this up the next break. Okay. okay. It's called nightmares. I didn't sleep well because I had this persistent nightmare that kept waking me up all night long. What was that? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Well, well, we'll be waiting right. on the edge of our seats, Brad. Well, it's one of these things. I and I want to say. I want to say. By the way, um, I have to also say this: that um, we're having. We put this up about a month ago. When he put it up sort of in, in quiet and private, westplex.social. I'll tell you what, I talk about this next break. Because I have to, matter of fact, and if 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 Mr. Otten, Mike Otten's listening, I have to essentially talk to him about this because he's helped me quite a bit with the new westplex.social. But anyway, long story. He really has, yes, yes. hasn't he? Well, he's such a well, team player. We love you, Mike Otten. I have to talk about that because we have an issue we have to deal with. And it's probably got to happen within the next 36 hours. So anyway, uh, 628, we'll be back in a minute. BRB. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You know that lady's name, um, Ava Max. You know what her real name is? Gertrude. I love when people change their names. Uh, some people just modify their name. Why like, didn't you change your name, by the way? Uh, believe it or not, uh, there's a funny story behind that. But let's talk about Ava Max first. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm, Ava. I'm a boring guy. Nobody cares about me. I, I want to know. Well, you're a boring person if you want to care about me. Okay. Her okay. real name is Amanda Ava Koshi. K-O-C-I. She was born in 1994. She's uh, known professionally as Ava Max, American singer and songwriter. Amanda. Now, what's wrong with Amanda? I got a daughter Nothing's named Amanda. What's wrong with Amanda? It'd be better if it was Gabrielle. <laughs> running joke uh you know the story behind that uh okay so uh here's my nightmare situation okay yeah yeah talk to us goose i have i have recurring nightmares and this was a new one okay one of my i have my two most common nightmares are number one has to be for some reason i'm backing up my car and my brakes go out I, I'm in my car, I'm in my truck, I don't know what I'm in, but I'm in some vehicle, and I put it in reverse, and I'm looking in my mirrors, and I'm tilting my head backwards, look behind me, and when I put the brake pedal, it goes to the floor, and I have no brakes, and I just go flying backwards, and I go smashing into things. Now, it's not like I just smash into things and stop. I'm smashing into things as I'm going backwards. In other words, I'm hitting a building, I well, bounce off the building. that. So that's more like a glitch in the matrix. Well, I wasn't backing up. I was, was going. It deja vu. I was, was it going. A cat? I was, was going. It the same cat. No, I was going backwards because a truck hit me and spun me around to make me go backwards down the highway. But that's a whole other story. But, oh, okay. So you're having well flashbacks. I've, I've had this before, long before. This has been a common thing I've had. That's that's nightmare number one. And then nightmare okay. number. Are they in color? I don't know. I don't really know. People have said, "Oh, do you dream in color?" I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. dream in color. Okay, nightmare number two is I'm back in school. I don't know what school I'm at, if I'm in high school or college or something like that. And I show up for my class, and I realize that the class has been going on for two months. And for some reason, I showed up two months into the class, and I'm totally lost. I have no idea what's going on in the class. I've got all these assignments that I've missed. I've got all these reading assignments I've missed. I've got all these, you know, class participation things that I was supposed to be in, and I and I just freak out because, like, oh my god, I'm going to flunk this class, and I don't know. I I don't. I keep gabbing that one. That's like number two. Number th- and then the one I had last night is I worked on something. I have, shall we say, some documents I have to present this morning. Okay, and I probably had this dream two or three times. Last night, early this morning, I show up where I'm supposed to present these documents, and I did not print them out ahead of time. I'm using the printer. I'm using the computer and the printer at where I'm going, okay? And when I go to pull up the files, they're all corrupted. 
I was just going to say they were corrupted. <laughs> They're all corrupted. and it's. So did you go ahead and print out your documents? It's gobbledygook on the screen. And I'm going like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And did you print out your documents this morning for real? Not yet. <laughs> Dude. So, 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 but... But I and I keep I and see here's the thing I keep going into the person I'm supposed to give these documents to, and you go like ah, ah, I'm working on it I, I I should have it any minute and then I go and the computer and I keep going like why can't I bring these documents up on this computer, and I keep going in and in and in and I reboot the computer and I and then I finally get to the point where I get one of the documents to come up on the screen and I hit the printer and the printer jams and then I go back I swear to God this is all in my dreams the printer jams. And I go back to the computer, and the computer went offline. I go, oh, crap, and I have to reboot the computer, and I reboot the computer again, and then the document comes up garbled again. I'm going like, okay. And I, I must have had this dream three or four times between last night, between 11 o'clock last night and 5 o'clock this morning. I'm like, like, okay, this is so weird. Isn't that weird when you have weird things like that? Yeah. What's even weirder is actually having it come to fruition. Well, don't say that. Because <laughs> it's something that you would say every time I say something and you're like, well, it could be blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, what's interesting like, Thank is you bread for putting that out in the universe. Think about how things have changed in our lives. And this is probably they have totally changed. Well, specifically within the last 20 to 30 years, because if you go back to the 90s, OK, let's go back. Let's go back. 30 I love years. the 90s. Let's go back. 80s and 90s. They were lovely. Let's go back to 1992. OK, when you did things with the government and with like your schools and things like that, you did it on paper. You know what I'm saying? If you were, if you were in school, if you were in college, you handed it your, 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 your if you were like, you know, you handed yeah, in your assignments. Because that's when I was in school. And right. I you, agree with you. You handed in your assignments on paper. And yes. most, most people, most people handed their assignments in handwritten. And I tell the story cause I'm an old guy. I'm 87. So uh, when I was in college and I was working for the police department, uh, I worked. You used in, to work for a police department. I did. I was dispatcher. I never told you that before. Wow. I worked the night shift, and and most nights, as crazy as it may sound, in our departments, in most departments, the night, like in the city of St. Louis, the night shift is like hell. You know, I mean, like where that's when all the, the you know, it's like it's like think about it. It's, as is the ER downtown. Right. Right. I mean, like there are all sorts of you know good people out in the streets during the day. The sun goes down, and the crazy loons come out. You know, and what's crazy about it is, Kia boys, you hear all these things that happen like all these break-ins that you know these gun shops have happened where they're driving stolen cars in the gun shops and they're doing this it's all like two o'clock in the morning you know i mean it's all like two three o'clock in the morning you hear about somebody got shot in the city of st louis you know they're three o'clock in the morning so okay so anyway when i used to work the four to midnight shift most of the time it got sort of quiet after about eight or nine o'clock at night that was just our department it wasn't true of a lot of departments but it's true of our department and we had a nice because we had to on and the four to midnight shift was the shift. Uh, we most of us who worked four to midnight, and I worked a lot of four to midnights. We typed the reports on, and it, back in the day, the officers now they're filing them all electronically. But back in the day, the reporters or the the officers would fill out their reports longhand on a form. They would turn them into us. The procedure was they turn them into the dispatcher. We would type them up. Then the next day, the next shift, the officers came in. The officers would come in, read the report, and then it, and then if the officer agreed with everything, we didn't make any major typos on the report. He would give it to the shift supervisor, the lieutenant, and lieutenant would sign off on it. But a lot of times, and this is interesting because of the fact that, once again, I was going to school to get my journalism degree. A lot of times, once it went past the lieutenant and it went up the, the flagpole to the, to the captain... We had a couple captains, and then ultimately the chief. The reports were kicked back to us for revisions because there were things in the report that the higher ups didn't want anybody to know. So once again, I'm a journalism student. <laughs> we're learning, hey, freedom of the press, and the whole bit. And I'm realizing <laughs> that that doesn't exist. That not anymore. Right. It that, used to. That governmental agencies and on levels are going like, you know, hey, we're not going to let anybody know that this happened. You know what I mean? So I do. So anyway, um, my my shift supervisors, my lieutenants, did not mind if we did our homework 
you know, did I was going to school at the time, doing my homework after night, and I used to type all my stuff for my college classes on a real nice IBM typewriter. It wasn't an IBM Selectric, but it was one of the old, really nice, you know, with the, with the little little you know things that come up and whack the paper. Not like a ball, but, you know, the old, you know, I mean, p- if people don't know what I'm talking about. If you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. You push down the key, and a little arm would come up that had, like, the letter on it, and bonk, it would hit the ribbon, and bonk, 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 bonk. Okay, so I used to turn my, my papers in like that to my professors, and I was the only one that did it. I was the only one that typed my stuff. That's because that was one of your favorite classes in No, high no, no, no. In all my classes. And I would get I would get really good grades and a lot of times the professors would actually write on my reports and things like that. Thanks for typing this. You know? So in other words, a lot suck of, up. A lot of what I yeah, a lot Just of what engage your suction cups, Brad. <laughs> well, but it was it was like <laughs> so once again, I learned early on that it's not necessarily content it's presentation you know what i'm saying you know what they well i I, okay so chefs one of the things they say is everything is 99 percent presentation right okay but i'm sorry if something is pretty and it tastes like crap it tastes like crap well it's like there's a funny video up god i should i you know and it's funny i i found this you know every once in a while somebody sends me a video uh, and I found I'm this. Sure, they do. Well, no, I found this really funny music huh. video from Nickelback, and it has Aww. and it has Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander is the star, and he's a barista. And oh. I, I see if I can find this video and send it to you. It's really sort of funny, and 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 once again, Jason Alexander in this video has hair and sideburns, which I don't remember him having. You know, J, you know, what I'm talking about Jason Alexander is. I, I don't. He's the guy. He's the the whiny guy in Seinfeld. He's like the bald whiny guy in Seinfeld. Oh, right. okay. You know, that's George Costanza. Yes, I believe that's his name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. one that is in. He's, um, he's always doing the George Costanza pose. Well, believe it or not, if you in, go um, if if what's you, the hamburger place? Well, if you go if you go way back, he's the he's one of the evil the evil people evil either evil people in in Pretty Woman. Yes, he was. Right. He's, you know, yes. if you go way back, he's like, he plays a really, I think at one point in time, doesn't he slap? What's her face? And I can't remember yes, her name. What's he her does. What's her name? What's her name? He tries to get a, ugh, I have the Julia me- Roberts. I have a mental block with her name. He's he sl- get a tattoo on her, on your he's, arm doesn't he's Doesn't he slap her or something like that or punch he her does. or push well, her he, around? He tries to get on top of her. But right, 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 and, right. And, and she, and he, he slaps her and I'm going like, wow, that. And uh, then Richard Gere comes in, and, an officer and a gentleman, and, and he comes in. Gives him a knuckle sandwich. Says, yeah. Pushes he, him off. Doesn't and, he give him a knuckle sandwich? Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. How do we get talking about that? So I don't know. I'll see if I can find this it. Nickelback video and send it to you. It's really well done. And you know what? Once again, I don't understand it. I've always liked Nickelback. People, oh, Nickelback. I mean, they did some good, you know. I loved Nickelback. Hardcore rock and roll kind of stuff. They did. Matter of fact. I want to be, what is it called? I want to be a rock star. Well, that one, you know what? Have you ever seen that? That helped me. Have you ever seen that video? Through. Music helps me get through things. Have you ever seen that video? Um, yeah. It's the funniest video because it's got all these people singing lines. Some of the people are just average Joes and Josephines, and some of them are like famous people, and they're singing some yeah. of the lines. It's really well done. That helped me get, you know, I believe that every person needs to have a naughty phase. Yeah. And it's usually in their teens. I believe that. And Shelly's continues into her 50s. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, There's not too far truth from that. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 6.46. Oh, break. Okay, I'm going to say it. I never understood that song. Why? (laughs) What don't you understand about it? It's perfectly self-explanatory. Put your microphone in front of your mouth. What? Put your microphone (laughs) in front of your mouth. I'm sorry. There. Much better. See, I've turned into a real nerd on that. Where totally no 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 people have gotten so people in the radio business have gotten so sloppy because of COVID, and now you hear people you know who are like doing interviews like for example there's a a a radio show on a particular radio station which I won't won't mention and the lady who's not it's a talk station and they do she does two hours on a specific night and she should know better than this she's using some crappy 
microphone that's like stuck on her laptop or something like that and it sounds like she's in her bathroom you know what i mean it's like it's like echo city and what's crazy about this is i have this god it's gonna get real nerdy when i say this it you is, go out of your way to make sure that stuff is dead on balls accurate well sounds good you know and what's interesting about what? this sounds good Never has yeah, it, never. Our stations sound good. Well, they they really no no no. Do I'm talking about job. I'm talking about recording things. Never has it been so easy and so inexpensive to record audio. Great, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean yes. I mean do. there was a day I had this discussion with somebody the other day in the voiceover business. People who do voiceover work. Okay, back in the day, if you wanted to have a really good recording you went to a recording studio where they had a microphone that was maybe a couple thousand dollars and a reel-to-reel recorder. Chances are they had, they had you know, two or three of them. The reel-to-reel recorders were like three to, like to $6,000, depending upon which one you had. Most of the people were using like, you know, Scully's or Ampex's or, you know, later on um, MCI's. You know, really good recorders, a really good, good console, what we call a board. And, the, you know, the console could be, Twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. In other words, all told, you probably had maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars worth of equipment. Now you can buy, you can go to Guitar Center and you can buy a thirty-dollar microphone that's a USB connection. You can go in your and I, you know, how many times have I told people to do this? You've you've actually been there when I told people go in your closet. You got a closet that has like a bunch of clothes. In. Yeah, go in the closet and close the door and record this. The acoustics are amazing. Because of the fact that the the clothes, if you got a lot of clothes in your closet, it absorbs all the sound and you don't have anything bouncing off the walls and stuff like that. No. But yet I still hear and it drives me crazy when I hear this, you know, and it's to the point where where sometimes it's to the point where like for example, we've had and during the COVID thing we had we had a situation where we had clients that we, normally we would go to record them. We have really good portable digital recorders, really good microphones, or we would bring them to the studio. When the COVID-19 thing happened, we couldn't do that anymore. So I would tell clients, and I had this happen just not too long ago. I said, here's what I need you to do. Take your phone, record a video, go out in your car, close the door to your car, Take the phone, put it about a foot from your mouth, record the video, and just talk to the phone. People go, what? I go... Is that like talking to the hand? Well, no, the idea being is, and the reason I do this with with a, with a video is everybody has a video recorder on the phone now, okay? Everybody. If you got a smartphone, unless you're somebody who still has a flip phone, although if you have a fold... Don't judge. You, well, you have do a, not judge. You have a fold-o-matic. Jitterbug has a lot of good features. But it doesn't record. Okay, whatever. Okay, but the point being is that... I And I, this happened recently, where I'm working on a, client, a spot right now, where when I told... When, when this was involved, some people went, what? And, and I go... It sounds crazy, but, and they go like, well, why would I record a video? Because A, it's super easy for most people, once you record the video, to send it is either as a text or as an email attachment. You know, I mean, super easy. Almost anybody can do this now. You grab your phone, you hit, you know, you hit video, you hit record, and I don't care if you point the phone at the wall, at, you know, at the steering wheel. I've actually gotten videos like that where I've gotten the, you know, the videos where the people have pointed the, you know, the phone at the steering wheel. That's fine. All I do is I just strip off the audio. And nine times out of ten, the audio sounds damn good. Every once in a while, I'll have to go back and say, uh, you know, where did you have the phone? And some people say, I was laying on the seat next to me. No, 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 no. Pick up the phone, like put it on the dashboard in front of you. Put the phone within about a foot, two feet maximum of your mouth and just talk. And I just strip the audio off of it. And it's gotten so easy. You know, I mean, there are ads in this radio station right now that are playing that people recorded on their phones. And you know which ones I'm talking about because you know the clients. I do. And if I played you four commercials back-to-back, I mean, I, and let's say two of them are recorded in the studio and two of them recorded, and one of them is recorded in somebody's car and one of them is recorded in somebody's closet, and I played them back-to-back and I said, okay, which ones are which? Most people couldn't tell. People who have a really good ear would go like, eh, that one doesn't sound like studio. That one sounds like it was recorded outside a studio, but it sounds pretty good. And anyway, so the idea being is our product is audio, and we want to have the audio that comes out of your speakers be the best possible audio. And more importantly, if a client is spending money to advertise in our station, 
we want to make sure that their message is easily heard. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to make it sound like they recorded it like in their in their bathroom or in a cave or something like that. Because once again, if you have, it's like going to you know a a a building that has really bad acoustics. The reason you have trouble hearing what the person is saying is because, and this is going to get sort of nerdish, but it's called phase cancellation. And people are going to go, what? Trust me, that's what it's called. It's called phase cancellation. That's why, it is. That's why things sound bad if you don't have real good acoustics. And that's why, and you, you have a tough time picking up. It's like every once in a while you'll hear something on the news. It, there, was, there was a soundbite just a couple weeks ago or just last week from Joe Biden where somebody recorded it and they didn't have a microphone close to it. And you can barely hear what he's saying. And there's room acoustics and the whole bit. And it's like, okay, what did he say? We don't want to have our clients have that. We want to have our clients sound to the point where they sound good on the radio and you understand every word they say. Because they're paying for it. We want them to get results, right? We do. We got to take a break. It's 6.59. Break. I am Brad. He is Shelly. Shelly, are you there? He's I'm not sorry. There. I got you hear his little pitter patter of little feet running to the studio. I got carried away <laughs> by something. Okay, couple things to talk about. First off, I'm sorry. Uh, a couple things to talk about. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here, but you know Memphis has had some bad situations over the last week or so. First off, they How had so? this. Well, they had this terrible murder of this woman who's a kindergarten teacher. Um, who was out jogging at 4.30 in the morning because she's getting ready for the Boston Marathon, and she was abducted by a guy and now allegedly murdered. You can't say. I heard that. Right. Well, did you hear what happened yesterday? No. And why are we talking about this? Well, because it's just weird, bizarre stuff in Memphis. Oh, okay. Some, You're into weird and bizarre, so some, we're good. Some dude is driving around in Memphis shooting people and live streaming it. He killed four people. Murdered four people, and I don't. And, excuse me, and they are live streaming it via YouTube, via I Facebook I, Live. I, I, I don't. I don't know which one. All I know is I read the report that he was live streaming. He was driving around Memphis, shooting well, I'm people. I'm here to tell you that is offensive, well, and it's horrible, well, and it's terrible. I mean, it's just. And if I get warned yeah, because I yeah. said I wanted to throat punch <laughs> right, you, Shelly. <laughs> They, that man should not only be arrested and flogged, if, if, he should um, be if, kicked off of whatever well, platform he was on. Well, you mean, Shame well, on him. yeah, kicked off the platform. He murdered people. He should be thrown in jail and never see the light of day, exactly. you know? Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, the hell with the live streaming. But, and Shelly brings it up because of the fact that this is funny. <laughs> Shelly, Shelly got got a what do you call it a strike against her on facebook the other a day warning that shows because every single day because of me does it show up every day yes you still get when you go to facebook you still get the warning i do first thing that's why you should go to westplex.social and by the exactly. way exactly westplex.social is our own social media once again caveat here um the thing has gotten way past what we thought would happen with it we, we've been running it for about eh, a little bit over a month now, and we went public with it last week, and it's funny. I've got it. The ad just played a couple minutes ago where I talk about, you know, this, it's crashed our server five times, and Shelly calls me up the, the other day, and she says, and tell me if I'm wrong, you called me up the day and said, did it really crash the server? And I go, Shelly, I'm not totally telling the truth about that. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I say on the air it crashed the server five times. Ashley crashed it seven times. It one day it crashed three times. We're getting so much traffic on that site because of the fact that I mean, once again, it's a local social media site. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of lovely, actually. It, well, it's 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 got some some bumps in the road, and one of the problems is as most beta things do. And I have to talk to Mike Otten about this. That we are going to put in some more servers. They're in the process of being put in, literally maybe today, and we may have to make the transition tomorrow. Not exactly sure. It has to be done during the week. It can't be done on the weekend. It has to be done during the week. And I have to make a notification because we have to switch some things around and it has to be rerouted and DNS changes and all that kind of crazy stuff. Anyway, uh, that'll probably happen tomorrow. So all I'm going to tell you is... It if, better not mess up the Friday Friday songs. Well, all I can tell you is that if you try to use Westplex.social tomorrow... Um, it might not work. So anyway, we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Also, speaking of that, <laughs> the info dude, <laughs> point, yeah. he says, 
I always hated this dream. This is on Westplex.social. Another one is going to school and not knowing where to go. I can't find my locker, etc. Okay, that's true. And then he lists he lists a a story on here. It's called What It Really Means When You Dream About Being Naked. Okay, you ready for this? And it talks about uh, you're sitting at your desk at work or you're back in school or maybe you're pushing a grocery cart through store aisles and suddenly you realize there's something you forgot. Your clothes! You somehow managed to leave the house without a stitch on and you're only just noticed. That really weird part is that nobody else seems to have noticed either. You're just going around your business naked as a newborn baby and nobody gives a damn. Have you ever, Have you been suddenly transported to a nudist colony? Nope, you're the only one going clothing free. It talks about this is a dream that... Um, it, and, and the world at large hasn't seen these parts of you and the sun does not shine upon you another dream where you're naked in public it talks about that this is a common situation and oh it, please no and it says nudity in a dream may mean fears and insecurities Psycho- they have a nudist colony in St. Louis yeah and the people who are there are the people you don't want to see nude but that's a whole other story yeah well psychologist and dream expert judge much Ian Wallace sees clothing as symbolizing the self that we present to others and a lack of clothing means that we fear having our true not so confident selves exposed in front of others talks about uh, in a book he wrote called Dream Moods, expands upon this idea saying that perhaps dreaming you're naked is your subconscious way of telling you that maybe you're trying too hard and you put too much stock into creating a perfect facade to present to other people rather than just being yourself and letting the world take it in or leave it. So in other words, if you're being pretentious, if you're trying to be, oh, I'm so perfect, then you may have these dreams. I have never in my life, I don't think I've ever had that dream before. Maybe that's because of the fact that I'm very upfront with the fact that I'm I'm flawed. I'm an ugly guy. You know, I used to be a big fat dude. You know, matter of fact, I told the story before. I graduated from college. <laughs> I weighed 162. <laughs> Two years later, I almost doubled in weight. I was I was pushing. I was over 310. I think the last time I weighed myself, I was 310, and I gained more weight after that. So I probably was probably 315 or something like that. Um, I've always said that I'm a flawed person. I've always said that that if you want to live your life and have a good life. Do what I do, but do the opposite. Whatever I do, if I do go as left, I say not as I do. No, if I go left, you go right. If I say red, you do green. If I say up, you go down. It and sounds you, like our relationship. And you'll have huh. a you'll have a great life. You look at what I do, do the opposite, and you'll do just fine. So anyway, okay. There's then there's that. Okay, now going back to this thing, this crazy thing that the the guy who's shooting all the people in Memphis. If you want to hear a really bizarre story, it's this story up in Canada. Have you heard about this one? Uh Uh-uh. These two brothers, and I think they're on some kind of an Indian reservation or something like that up in Canada, they're stabbing everybody. They've killed killed 10 people stabbing them. Why? I I don't know. I mean, you know, once again, why does anybody kill anybody? I don't understand. First of all, why did they get up to 10 people? Was it all at one time or was it gradual? They stabbed like 30 people and 10 of them died. Okay, at the same time? I don't know. I don't know the whole story. And the story's still coming out. And that that it was two brothers. And once again, the reason I bring this up is because gun laws are very strict in Canada. And they're getting stricter all the time. Okay? And it's the same thing that happened in England. You get to the point where they talk about, if we get rid of all the guns, murdering will stop. No, in England, they stab people all the time. Remember they've had these incidents where like the terrorists, like the, the Al-Qaeda guys, you go through in the streets in, in England. At one point in time, they were even talking about limiting the sale of knives in stores in England to the point where if you went to the store and needed to buy a butcher knife or something like, you know, cutlery set for your kitchen, you had to fill out a form, you know, that you had to get a, you know, like a background What you check. should do for handguns, but they don't do that. Well, you can't even get them in England can't oh you can't yeah. i mean you can't see that's why they're stabbing everybody and that's why what's going on in canada because you can't readily get guns so you know once again and i would have rather have a lightsaber listen to you so okay so just saying so the bizarre part of it is the one brother is found dead and they think the other brother stabbed him to death they found the other brother now another guy it's unrelated to these two brothers yesterday was going around stabbing people and i think he killed four people I'm going like, what is going on? See, mm-mm. no, nope, nope, nope. Not in Shelly world, buddy. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I, I mean, in your, in your wildest dreams, have you ever been so mad at somebody that you wanted to kill them? I'm processing. Maybe once. 
I. But that's it. Here, um, let me look at this. Here we go. Um, cabbing, uh, the smartest woman just sent me this. Canada stabbing suspect Miles Sanderson dies after arrest. Uh, let me read this first part. The sub- suspect in stabbing spree in Canada, which left 10 people dead and 19 people injured, has died after being captured by police. Miles Sanderson, Sanderson, 32, experienced, quote, medical distress after the arrest on a motorway in the province of Saskatchewan following a high-speed chase and died later, police said. They gave no details. An unnamed police official earlier said that Sanderson died of self-inflicted injuries. Ten victims remain in hospital, three are in critical condition. It's not clear what prompted Sunday's mass killing, which encompassed 13 separate crime scenes. Both suspects, Miles Sanderson and his brother, Damien, 31, are dead. Most of those killed in the rampage and the suspects themselves were from James Smith Cree Nation, an indigenous community. Police found Damien's body on Monday and are investigating whether his brother killed him. This evening, our quote, this evening, our province is breathing collective sigh of relief. Uh, She said police had received a report early in the day, Miles Sanderson stealing a vehicle from outside property. The householder was not injured during the theft. Police gave pursuit and Sanderson's fled at speeds of 93 miles an hour. Only 93? Shelly would have passed him. They forced his vehicle. (laughs) Thank you, Brad. (laughs) Here's a police chase. They're driving down I-70. This happened the other day. They're driving down I-70. Police are chasing the guy at 90 miles an hour and Shelly passes up the cops and the guy they're chasing. Hey, he's He's, he's only doing light. he's only doing 90 i can go around him <laughs> yeah i can get ahead of him i surely can <laughs> he's cops with their lights on i know lights bother my they're eyes they're so pretty <laughs> no they bother my eyes i'm gonna i'm gonna get in front of these guys yeah, they're kind of bright. <laughs> yeah, bright i do that with semis okay if i'm next to a semi i will literally i don't care how fast i'm going I will pass that. Okay, here's another bizarre bizarre story. And the smartest woman in the world sent me this, and somebody else sent me this as well, too. This has been really interesting, and it is in Las Vegas. And this is like, this is going to be a movie someday. And the headline is, elected official who was suspect, who was subject of Las Vegas reporter stories arrested in his stabbing death. And the story is about this reporter. The guy's name is, um, what's the guy's name? He's a reporter who's worked, he's an investigative reporter and he's worked for a long time in, in Las Vegas. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a crime reporter. And he was writing a story about, a series of stories about, uh, let me read the first, uh, first paragraph. Police arrested a Nevada, a Nevada politician in connection with the slaying of a Las Vegas journalist who had written stories about the county official, official said Wednesday. Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis was taken into custody Wednesday, hours after a search warrant was served at his home by police investigating the death of Las Vegas Review Journal reporter Jeff German, official said. Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo confirmed the arrest of the Review Journal, which first uh, reported the news, and the county's district attorney, Stephen Wolfson, told the New York Times that Tellus had been taken into custody. Tellus, 45, was arrested on suspicion of murder. Clark County Detention Center records showed his initial court appearance was scheduled for Thursday, according to jail records. Okay, this journalist who's working for the newspaper is writing this story about corruption and problems within the Clark County Public Administrator's Office, and that's this guy, Robert Tellus. So, allegedly, Robert Tellus gets so mad about this guy writing these stories, gets so mad about the, the, the journalist writing these stories, he goes to his house and kills him. Okay. He, he was stabbed to death. German 39, uh, 69 died of multiple sharp force injuries, which, which means he got stabbed. Uh, the rest Displaced of Displaced aggression much? Well, but, I mean, once again, only in Las Vegas. I mean, what? You know, That's not true. Well, but, it's not only in Las Vegas; it's freaking everywhere. But typically, typically, in the United States, in other countries, you know, if the if the government does like what you're saying, if you're a journalist, you end up, you know, dead somewhere. You end up, you know, shot in the head in the trunk of yeah. a of a car or something like that. Joe Pesci, right? Or you end up, you know, you know, falling off a twelve story building. Which what what in the world were you doing on top of a twelve story building? That kind of stuff. Okay, in the United States, for the most part, journalists are sort of off limits and especially if you're someone who's a public official this guy's the 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 administrator now for those of you and i'm not trying to say i'm a las vegas nerd but i am las vegas is fascinating because when you go on the strip when you're on the the good part of the strip the new part of the strip where you got bellagio and caesar's palace and all those places you're not in las vegas 
I've told this story before, and it's sort of weird. No, you're not. You're not in Las Vegas. You're actually nope. in either Winchester or Paradise, or there's another one in there, which yep. once upon a time used to be cities. Now they are no longer cities, and they are what they call CDPs, Census de- Designated Places, and they are run by Clark County. So Clark County is the big force to be reckoned with in Las Vegas. Yes, the old casinos are in the city of Las Vegas, but all the real big deals, all you know, the all you know, the T-Mobile Arena and UNLV and all those places are in unincorporated Clark County, and Clark County supplies the police, well, actually they have like a, it's interesting, they have a sheriff's department and they also have a, a metro police. The metro police, uh, believe it or not, the Las Vegas police have jurisdiction in Clark County as well too, which is sort of weird because we don't have that in St. Louis. Saint, typically the St. Louis police don't come into the county and the county police don't go into the city, which is because that St. Louis is weird because we, you know, the city We don't is, have reciprocity? Well, no, the city's not in the county. That's the weird deal. You know, yeah. the, the city's not in the county. So therefore, the county police, St. Louis County police have technically no jurisdiction in the city of 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 St. Louis whereas if you're in Chicago and you're a Cook County Sheriff's deputy you have jurisdiction in the city of Chicago because the city of Chicago is in the county get what i'm saying but in St. Louis St. Louis city is not in the county it's an independent city so the St. Charles County the St. Louis County police have no jurisdiction in the city of St. Louis but in Clark County they, they have an agreement where they have the Metro, I think it's called the LV, Las Vegas Metro, LVMPD, Las Vegas Metro Police Department, who have jurisdiction in both the city of Las Vegas and the county, and then they have the Sheriff's Department, and the Sheriff's Department has jurisdiction in the county as well as in the city. I think that's the way it is. It's sort of complicated. So anyway, this guy who is a journalist, an investigative journalist, is writing a story, and he's finding all these bad things that are going on in this, in this office of this administrator. The administrator gets mad, goes over to his house, and kills him, allegedly. I mean, it's just like bizarre. I mean, like, what goes on with people? And the crazy part of it is... People are cray-cray. The crazy part of it is that nowadays, you can't go practically anywhere where there's not a security camera that's taking your picture. You know what I'm saying? And the I know. It's like, the what case is that show? They say part of the reason this case was broken Shoot. because on one of the neighbor's ring doorbell cameras... After this murder, they saw a vehicle going down the street, a very unique vehicle, which had special modifications to it. It had like, you know, some things changed on it. And then someone said, well, look at that vehicle. Look at the guy who's this, this, this administrator, the guy for the county. That's his vehicle because he's in his driveway washing his car. You know, I was like, okay. So it's on the ring camera. And I'm going like, why in the world would you do that? It's like, you know, like how many times, you know, it's like I talked about this, the whole deal with the, you know, the, the, the people wanted, oh, those police, they're terrible people. We want them to wear those body cameras. Well, that's sort of the law of unintended consequences because yeah, most, most of the videos show the criminals doing crazy, weird, terrible stuff and the police, you know, you know, not, you know, doing their job. You know what I mean? Majority of the videos you see for the body cam. Now, every once in a while you see a, a video where the cop is punching somebody in the head and he shouldn't be doing that. You know, once again, that's not right. You know, if the, if the cop does something like that, he should face the consequences. But most of the time, the videos show these crazed, weird people doing terrible things, trying to kill police, trying to kill other people, trying to, you know, stab people. You know, I mean, I told you the story about the one video that that's that's gotten very, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, play on YouTube. Guy does a traffic stop, and they have both both, you know, dash cam video from his police cruiser and his body worn camera. He gets out, he's doing a traffic stop. He walks up to the lady, you know, lady, and explains to her what she did. I can't remember if she was speeding or something like that. And this car pulls up right next to the cop, going the other way, pulls up right next to him. The door opens, and the guy comes out with a hatchet and goes after the cop. He's trying to kill the cop with a hatchet. And the cop turns around, runs away. The guy's coming right at him, and there's a still frame of the guy with his hand up in the air, and the hatchet's coming right at the cop, and the cop shoots him and kills him. And people go like, well, you shouldn't have shot him. (laughs) Right, right. Some guy's chasing you with a hatchet. Do you know how quick you can die with somebody whacking you in the head with a hatchet? Um, any any kind of blunt force trauma to well, your head. Well, I mean, a die. sharp edge. If he catches you like in the neck or something like that, you bleed out like in thirty seconds. 
Yeah. You know, you're gone. You know, they get you what's the carotid artery. Why are you talking about this at the end of our show? Because people need to know. <laughs> I don't know. People know people are cray cray. <laughs> Remember, this show's about <laughs> about, you know, weird stuff. You know, I mean here here he want here's another one. The smartest woman in this world sent me this. Um yeah, here it is right here. Memphis shooting teen accused of killing four, injuring three others, and rampage streamed on Facebook. So we, so here Shelly gets dinged because she says I'm gonna throat punch my boss. <laughs> yeah, she's going to throat punch me. This guy's live streaming killing people, and that's okay. I wonder if you got a warning. I shouldn't say that. That's actually sort of nasty, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, that was a little um, Outgoing Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz says he won't return for a fourth stint. He's left four, He's left three times and come back four times to save the company because when he leaves, the company goes in the toilet. Um, hold on, what's this? So he must be pretty big-headed if he thought that he is the reason. Oh, you know what? I got to contact her. She sent me this. Starbucks. No, no, no. Do you no, no. like Starbucks? I've been to Starbucks a couple times in my life. And it's mainly... So, be- did you like it? Well, don't ask me that. I went, you know, most of the time it was, I, was, I was with someone, like a client. Hey, meet me at Starbucks. I mean, you've gone there before to meet clients and stuff like that, right? Um, uh, very rarely. Well, because I used to use Breadco, but they've gotten so expensive. Right, used to use, and you and I used to meet people at Breadco That's all the time. That's where we met. Right, but Breadco. you and I, you and I used to meet you clients were in at the cone of silence, talking to Mike Cromer, <laughs> and I was talking to my uh, best to... friend uh, AMS. And and what happened was Shelly stood up and punched this guy. And I went over and I go. I did. I go, not. man. I gotta meet you. Why did I you punch that guy, Brad? There's a difference. <laughs> right, you, you, you need him in the groin. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I go. I gotta meet this woman. She just need that guy. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's you. I should. One of these days. The one of these days, I'm gonna get Ed Goldman on the radio here with me. Who's that? This bizarre, weird dude on Facebook. Who, quite honestly, I've taken on a personal challenge. This guy, have you ever known anybody who just constantly complains? This guy posts all day long, and all he does is complain. And what bothers me is he complains about the Muni, complains about the Keel Opera House, complains about the Cardinals, complains about the TV stations. He's always... He's complaining com- about that beautiful house that they torn down. I agree with you. He should be claiming, you know, he complains about Camo V, he complains about Camo X, he complains about Y98, he complains, he's like, oh, dude. Does he complain about us? He complains about me because I complain about him. <laughs> so, I mean. Does he really complain about you? Oh, God. It's you got- have like a stalker whiner? No, it's gotten to the point where, and the crazy part of it is, what he doesn't realize, years ago, him and I, him and I worked together for a very short period of time, uh-huh. years ago, years ago. Okay. And and he has, I don't think he even realizes this. I, you know what? There's enough negative juju in the world, enough negative people in the world, to the mm-hmm. point where stop it. And it's to the point where what, yep. what I played that the other day on the air, and I actually I had somebody who thought I was, you know, sent me a very nasty email over that. I played. The part of the speech that Ronald Reagan gave, his last State of the Union um, message on yes. in January God of, bless America. of 1988, talked about the shining city on the hill and stuff like that. Yep. Okay, why can't we have a guy like that? And once again, I even say Trump was guilty of that. Trump was always you know, making fun of this person and calling this person names and stuff like that. I still remember you know, listening to Ronald Reagan's speeches and... I know people are going to think I'm like the weirdest guy in the world. He made me proud to be an American, and he inspired me. He ins- he inspired me too, and I was not polit- I've never been political, um, but he did. He inspired me too. He was a great orator, right? And, and just phenomenal. And, and he was my my stepdaddy was friends with him. Well, when I, he was an actor, I can tell you something. You're not going to believe this. What? I was on his Christmas card list. So was my dad. I used to get a Christmas card every year from Ronald Reagan from the White House. And I, nobody would believe me, so I used to carry it around with me. And say, I got to, you know, I'm, hey, I'm not trying to say, I'm not, <laughs> I can't find it in a hurry. Otherwise, I'd play it. Maybe I can't find it a little bit. I still don't have my list together. I got to get my list together um, of, of all my little drops. I don't have my, because I got so many of them now. I've got, 
Um, oh yeah, here, here, here it was. Here, there was 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 it was it five? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what did it say? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would show people my Christmas card, and nobody would believe me. I go, "Here's my Christmas card," and sure enough, White House, Ronald Reagan. Every year, I got one from Ronald Reagan, and 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 of course, when when who is it? George Bush came in, he didn't send me one anymore. But once again, to me, that's the true mark of a leader: someone who inspires you to be better than you are, someone who inspires you to you know look at yourself and say, "You know what? I can do better. I can do that." You know, you get these motivational speakers, you know, who like, who put you in a positive mood, you know, and like, you know, there's a bunch of them. I follow several of these guys on YouTube and stuff like that. I mean, you don't like Grant Cardone. I think Grant Cardone's a stitch because of the fact he's that... He's a tool. Well, he's, because he's always saying you can be better than you are. You should, you know, and I've sort of coined this little phrase that one's, one's grasp should always exceed one's reach. So in other words, the idea being is you always be reaching out further than you can hold. You know what I mean? You know, you make me do that. But the point being is everybody should do that. And they do, but they don't. And that's one of the things that bothers me. Here I go again. I'm going to get in trouble for this. That's one of the things. Wine, that, wine, wine. That bothers Want me. Some cheese? It bothers me about retirement. People, well, it's, yes, all, Brad, it's, we it's, know. it's all about me. I'm going to do whatever I want whenever I want to do it. Okay. So, so in other words, when you, know, when you retire, you could give a poop less about anybody else. It's all about you. You know, the world revolves around you. No, read the Bible. Guess what? The word retirement is not in the Bible. It's not there. Moses, Moses was like 120 years old when he died, you know? And once again, I say this all the time. Who's your favorite artist? I don't care who your favorite artist is. Name who's me, your daddy? No, who's, who's your favorite artist? And do you ever want that guy to retire? Guy or gal? Do you ever want people who are Joe, uh, Bruce Springsteen fans? Do you ever want the, the boss to retire? No, you want him to sing till the day he dies. You want to, you know, look at the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones were like in their 70s and 80s. Nobody wants them to retire. Garth Brooks retired, and, and people were upset about that. He came back out of retirement, and he sold more concert tickets than ever. You know, now, he, if you know the story behind it, he retired to take care of his daughters. This whole story behind it. I get that. You know, that, and that's, that's good for him. He had the money. He could do that, where he just, for 13 years, he didn't do anything. He just, you know, did stuff with his kids. You know, he, let it, he worked hard to have his kids grow up and three daughters, and that's good. I, I get that. But he had a purpose. It wasn't, it's all about me. And that's what's interesting about it. You go like the Garth Brooks story. It wasn't about him. It was about his family. He worked hard to bring up his daughters. He went, to, if you know the whole story, went through a divorce, felt bad about that. He bought a house. Him and his ex-wife bought houses next to each other. Did you know this weird story? No. They had houses next to each other. And they... Like right next door? Like literally. Can I borrow some sugar? Literally. just walk four four steps literally next door to each other and they traded the kids every night monday tuesday monday wednesday friday and saturday or sunday uh you know they were with the mom tuesday thursday saturday they were with the dad and then next week every other day they traded they traded so the kids you know one night they were at mom's one night's their dad and it went on for like 13 years and then after his kids you know got older and went away to college and things like that he decided to go back come back out of retirement and once again People are happy because he sold, you know, I mean, God, don't get me going about this. I get so mad about, you know, I had somebody yesterday. Retirement? I know you do. I had somebody like yesterday. you're very vocal and very passionate about it. I had somebody yesterday saying, aren't you past retirement? And they go like, Is uh, it? and, I, and I, I said, I said, you trying to insult me? And they go, well, haven't you done this long enough? I go, tell me how long to, it's too long. Well, you're supposed to retire when you're like 60. I go, I'm not a school teacher. I'm not a nurse. No, school teachers. School, <laughs> or a politician. School teachers retired at 52, you know, because, you know, they start teaching at, at when they're 22 out of college. And then 30 years later, 52, they're retired. And then we pay for them, their health care and their pension for the rest of their life. But Which is not a bad gig. But it doesn't make any financial sense because of the fact that we pay them much, 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 much more money than ever paid in the retirement fund. You know, that would be like me saying, you, hey, Shelly, if I give you, if I give you $5, we give me $100 back. You're going to like, well, hold on a minute now. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, it works great for me. Here's $5. Give me the $100 bill. And the next day I come to you, hey, Shelly, here's my five. Give me 100 Pretty soon you're going to be out of the money and I'm going to be rich. 
and you're going to be broke, which is what happens in New York, in, in Chicago, in Illinois, because the pension fund is like $45 billion in the hole because all, they have all these pension people, all these state workers who are retired. There's no money to pay them because, once again, that doesn't work. That's why most companies don't offer pensions anymore because they're financially not viable anymore. That's why people have 401ks and stuff like that. But anyway, that's all another story. Okay, I'm done. I've made enough enemies for the day. <laughs> you have not. I've got work I got to get done. I don't actually want to throat punch you today. So <laughs> yeah, tomorrow I think maybe. You're up on, not, you know, you're, <laughs> you're above the fray. Uh, above the fray. Don't get me going. Okay. Um, we're going to duck out here right now because I've got something to do. I've got to fight my nightmare. <laughs> I got, know. I got to get out the door. Before we go, I just want to say, Randy, I love you. And you will be missed. Well, tell me what's when his his celebration of life is. I want to know that. And okay, and, and I you, don't know. And if you can, not that I'm like being. If you know what we're talking about, Shelley's brother died died yesterday. If if I'd like to know if there's an official deal with the celebration, like because Shelley's brother was Jewish, and typically Jewish people they either bury him or cremate him within 24 hours of death. That's sort of their, because they don't embalm. They don't believe in it. Right. That's sort of their culture. And, yes, and, it is. Uh, then they have a celebration of life, and if you can, which we call celebration of life, they call it something. There's a there's actually a name for it. Yes, it's, right. It's a very right but uh, intense process, really. Find out for me if there's a time on that too. You know what I mean? Does it have to be within a week, a month, three days, something like that? You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Okay, we're out of here. Say goodbye, Shelley. Goodbye, Shelly. Have a great day, Brad. Good luck, and you're going to be amazing. And <laughs> peace, and I fly. And, and can I call you to be bailed out if I'm not? Absolutely. 736. Bye. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.